You're always laughing at me for something stupid. I don't know what. What did I do now? Nothing. Just have a really good show tonight. Absolutely. Let's do it. You want to do it? Let's do it. Oh, look at you getting all fancy schmancy. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone. It's Tuesday night, and we asked that question, Amelia. What's the buzz? That's exactly what we do every Tuesday and Thursday. What's the buzz? Tonight, uh, we have an amazing show, a really different kind of show. It's a little graphic. It's going to be a bit graphic in nature. So I want to warn everybody, if there are uh, children under the age of 18, you might want to have them... Uh, go watch SpongeBob or Barney the Dinosaur, because this <laughs> is going to be a little adult tonight. Absolutely. Um, first of all, before we get into our conversation, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm fine, but you're always making fun of me. Because I was like, <laughs> you're laughing at me before we went on the air. No, I'm just a all little I happier show today. Up. <laughs> <laughs> what I do? Nothing. Just a little bit happier today. I didn't have as much disgruntled patience and um just uh let's be honest say. about it. you're happy because karen's not here <laughs> <laughs> i know why you're happy i'm not stupid hey i'm I, i'm a team anita here so well, I, i'm let me address let me address the elephant in the, okay karen <laughs> uh who was here with us last week is not with us this week um things did not work out the way we had hoped so uh, we parted ways and um we are going to address at the end of the show an important announcement in that regard. So, but tonight's show, Amelia, we have a good one. Yes. It's Richard Ramirez, LA's infamous night stalker. Um, people remember if you if you remember the 1980s was a really, really turbulent time. Um, particularly from around 1983, 84 till almost 19, yeah, almost 1990. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the guy causing so much havoc, um, tearing up the Southern California, basically had everyone on edge. His name was Richard Ramirez. He would come to be known um, by his given name by the media they called him the night stalker because he preyed on people largely at night although he was kind of brazen in the beginning where he would walk into people's homes in broad daylight and kill them absolutely um, scary yeah it's a, a very a, an interesting guy he really was, he's, he's passed now. We're going to talk about that later too. But he was an interesting guy because he was a good looking guy. He was a smart guy. 
But somewhere along the way, he, things went wrong for him. And we're, we actually may hear Richard Ramirez explain via video clip uh, how he turned out the way he did. So, Amelia, talk to me about what you know about uh, Ricardo Lieva Ramirez. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that he was uh, born as a, he was uh, five years old or so, as you recall, that he was very protective of his older sister. I do know that he was one of the five children, but he was the baby. So you would think that he would be, you know, well protected by his uh, brothers, but actually nobody really looked out for him at all. Uh, he was pretty much alone or he was the one that was the protective of everything. Yeah. And he kind of watched everybody and he was more frightened of his father than anybody else. And um, he pretty much uh, raised himself actually. Well, you say he was afraid of his father with good mm -hmm. reason. His father yes. used to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, pretty much. He watched actually his older brothers yeah. get beaten up more his that. His father, what I understand, and I know quite a bit about this case because I lived through it. Yes. Um, Richard Ramirez, um, as you said, was protective of his siblings. Yes. But Very. when it came to, you know, protecting the other way you know watching out for him mm -hmm. there was none to be found he was Nobody. on his own as you said absolutely he was his father, however beat all of his children yes uh and the mother evidently was uh and i hate to stereotype people and amelia his mm -hmm. is hispanic so yes she knows where i'm going with this um often in hispanic culture the father rules the family with an iron fist. Absolutely. And the mother is really doesn't say much. Doesn't no. or doesn't have the ability to say the much. The authority. Yeah. You can say she it. gets backhanded too once in a while. Absolutely. Now, the case and I again, I'm not stereotyping people and you know as I said, you know, Amelia no, You're correct. Is, yes. Yeah, Amelia is Hispanic, so uh, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here yes. with everybody. You know, I just, I want people to know I'm not picking on a, a, a particular. No, I name. I have stories to tell you about that in in my. Yeah, culture. well, we're going to talk yes. about that tonight too. Yes, uh, it's important. It ties into Ramirez in a lot of ways because the child abuse element was very visible. Yes, uh, the dominant father was mm -hmm. very visible. Mm -hmm. What was also really um, present in the family was a father who drank a lot, a who lot. abused substances a lot. Um, he, a, a guy who <laughs> just, I mean, you can go. It, it, Mr. Ramirez, um, I don't know, Amelia, what was his name? Um, the father, remind Joseph? me. Julian, Julian Ramirez. Yes, Julian Ramirez. Yes, thank you. That was the brother. I'm sorry, Julian. Right. And um, so what happened was because of these contributing factors, it caused Mr. Ramirez to be pretty much what Richard turned into. Absolutely. He saw his father 
as a little kid, even though he got the shit beat out of him, he revered his dad. He idolized his father, but his father was a child abuser, a drunk, an alcoholic, a, mm-hmm. a drug abuser. You know, granted, it was pills to start with, but then he graduated to cocaine, you know, and, and marijuana and, and a mixture of alcohol. Uh, and a mixture of alcohol did not help for no. sure. Absolutely. Um, Hey, we got our friend. Uh, I want my slaw is back in there. Um, he says, I'm not familiar with this case. Slaw, trust me when I tell you, by the end of within the next 20 minutes, you're going to be familiar with everything about yes. this case. <laughs> and more. <laughs> and more. Yes. Um, yeah. But here's the thing, though. And, and I want people to understand this. If you want to know if there's a recipe for disaster, a recipe for what makes a serial killer, what makes a guy snap. Richard Ramirez is a perfect classic example of what not to do right. Because this man did everything wrong. Absolutely. And then his father was, when they first lived in Mexico, his father was a policeman in Mexico. So imagine yeah. what his father did back then in Mexico for the to the prisoners. So we'll talk about that, Amelia. Yeah, you want to know, you know, Mexican prison is not something you would think that the American prison is like. They torture you, they beat you, they uh, hit you with everything they want to hit you with. They torture you with no food, and of course they will put you in a cell with your own feces. They will not feed you for days. They'll put you somewhere where it's hot and they will put you in there for as long as they feel like if it's a day, they'll put you in for three days. They don't care. Uh, and they will put you in there with other prisoners too. Amelia, talk to everybody about the differences between Mexican justice and U.S. justice. Explain to people because they think that this only happens in movies. No, it, it's this actually real. It is very real because in Mexican prison, they'll feed you bread if they want to feed you. And if they feed, if they want you to have water, they want you to have water, they will. Yeah. And they won't feed you. They won't feed you for days. And they will not clothe you. They will not bathe you. They'll tell you right. when to bathe and they'll tell you when not to bathe. And, and it, yeah. And, and what she's telling you is absolutely right. It is true. It's absolutely true. Um, It's a very... Mexico has some of the harshest prisons in the world. Absolutely. I actually had a guest on the show during an episode of Mob Talk. His name was John... In fact, is John A. Light. John A. Light was a mafia hitman who spent some of the harshest times of his life in a Mexican prison. He Here's a guy who fought and killed for a living, right? Who barely made it out alive because that's how bad it is there. And he said that's the worst prison you'd ever want to be in is a Mexican prison out and, of all yeah. of them. And if you don't believe that, ask John A. Light. Uh, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about this guy, uh, Richard Ramirez. Um in case people don't know what we're talking about, let's just show them here, Amelia. Oh, yes, please. Okay. You are um, looking at a headline in L.A. It says... It's me. The headline says, it's me, the <laughs> L.A. Herald. 
Yes. That's Richard Ramirez on the uh, front page being led away by uh, Detective um, Salerno. Jack Salerno, I believe, was his name. They was nicknamed as the Night Stalker. Yeah. He's the one who gets... The, the author of this book, an interesting book, too. It's an interesting book. Uh, it's called The Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, Satan's Serial Killers. It's a really interesting book in that this crime took place between 83 and around 1990-ish, right? This book yes. is still available. Oh, absolutely. You can still get this book. If you want to... If, if there's a recipe to be a serial killer, it's in this book. And Richard Ramirez, um, that famous photo, Richard Ramirez holding up the satanic pentagram in his hand. Yeah. Uh, you can see it in his in the palm of his hand, yeah. Amelia. No, absolutely. That, the left side of pentagram. He was he called himself a devout Satanist. Yes. Um And he was also, you could tell in his eyes how evil he looked. He just, like, uh, it was yeah. no smile. That's not even a, a happy smile. That's a wicked smile. Like, look at oh, me. God, I'm yeah. here. I could take you anywhere I want. And yeah. I will have you, I will have your soul kind of look. That's what he That's exactly, yeah. He, mm -hmm. he was a soul taker for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a tall, good-looking guy. I mean, you're looking at him. Mm -hmm. He's Absolutely. a tall, good-looking guy. They say he was very charming. Very charming. There's also something else that we see. He was very, very smart. Very smart. And that's a recipe for disaster in the hands of a guy like Richard Ramirez, who would have no problem using that evil wickedness for his own, own good. These are his mug shots. The, the photo that... Imagine this. The photo I want you to see, it just came up now, mm -hmm. is Richard Ramirez in jail with his bride. He <laughs> married a woman in jail. Can you believe that? And they <laughs> let him, which was surprised the shit out of me. But oh, they let buddy. him have, <laughs> you can't make this up. I know. I just cannot believe that somebody would actually marry him. I know that she sent him like 75 letters within what the few years that he was in jail. She was a, a Richard Ramirez groupie. Mm -hmm. She was a fan. Yeah. First of all, you got to be out of your mind to be a fan of this guy anyway. That's number <laughs> yeah, one. exactly. Number two, she paid her way to the prison, paid for everything. They gave her permission to come in and get married. And she went through with it. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I can't believe that I, myself. Woman, you're not <laughs> that ugly. You can't be that desperate. I mean, she's kind of a cute lady. Yeah, she gave up a good job, wasn't it? She was a uh, editor for Tiger Beat magazine, I believe. Yeah, she yes, a teen mm -hmm. magazine, by the mm -hmm. way. Tiger Beat magazine was the teeny bopper magazine back yes, in the back day. Back in the day. This photo is one of the last photos ever taken of Richard Ramirez. He died shortly thereafter from, not from a prison disease, but he actually had um, lymphoma of some lymphoma. sort. Yeah, a cancer. He had cancer. Uh, and that would end up being one of the last 
pictures of Ramirez. Oop, there we go. Yeah, he was. He, I think he was 53 years old when he passed away. He was. Um, I, you know what? I don't think he was that old. He might have been. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was that old. I thought he might have been 59 or 60. Close um, to age, right? Yeah, you, you may be right. I don't know. Because yeah, I think uh, that he was on death out. row, but that disease took him before. And his father, I mean, what got me was his father saying, well, well, I know that he should pay for his crimes that he committed. Yes, I understand for the robbery, but I can't believe that the media made him a monster. Well, excuse me, sir, but your son was a monster. Hello. Well, you know what? You just <laughs> perfectly tied into the comment we just got. Hello. <laughs> Our friend Slaw says his mugshot looks like a male model. He was uh, a good looking guy. He was a mm-hmm. tall, good looking guy. Mm-hmm. I can see why people would never expect him as a mass murderer. Yes. Absolutely spot on. Yes. Um, if Slaw says, I have a Brazilian friend who told me that there's absolutely no such thing as the police brutality in Brazil. Is uh, is that the same case in Mexico? No. No. There no. is rampant police brutality in Mexico. Yeah, they don't care about absolutely. you in Mexico. <laughs> Brazil, on the other hand, while they do not have police brutality law, they have no oversight in prison. The Mexican and Brazilian prisons are among the worst on planet Earth. Yes. Bar none. Yes. And I can bring example after example of that to you, oh brother, can I? Um, interesting thing. Uh, is that Ramirez spent very, very little time in the Mexican prison system. Correct. In fact, he spent very little time in jail, period. He eluded, imagine this. It's just, it's hard to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. Imagine being free to go about and kill at will. Oh, yeah. Anytime and, you want to with anything. And getting away with it. Tire for iron, machete, years. gun, anything you can get your hands on. He, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and got away with it for years. Um, let's, oh, here we go. Yes. Oh, slow. I'm sorry, slow. What I meant was the ca- cops can't be charged with, you're absolutely right. Correct. They can never be charged with police brutality. It's all part of the system. Oh, yeah. And money. that's their judicial system. Mm-hmm. Slaw also says they can brutalize people as much as they want. That's what Amelia just said. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As yeah. long as and they you don't are care. powerless to do anything about it. Yes. Because Let's the mafia owns look at them. this. Uh, Ramirez's first victim on June 28th, 1984. Jack Vincal visited his mother's apartment in L.A.'s. Glassell Park segment, section, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, neighborhood. He noticed a window screen missing, the door unlocked, and his mother's belongings scattered about. He found his seven and nine year old mother's body inside. Jenny Vincal's throat had been slashed and she'd been stabbed repeatedly. This would be Richard Ramirez's first, his very first of many victims. You might ask yourself. Actually, there was somebody before that. Well, they're saying that this was his first, uh, and I know what I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in a minute. Yeah. But in the official record, mm-hmm. this is the first one. 
Yeah. Here is um, the tie into Thursday. If this, if we assume that this was his first, and I have no reason not to believe that. Of course, yes. Okay. If this is his first victim, you have to ask yourself this question. Why this person? Why this neighborhood? How did he get in? What motive did he use to lure in? Did he walk in? Was he invited? My sense is that this woman invited him in. Because as Slaw and us, and we just said, he was a tall, good-looking guy. A sweet talker. Very sweet talker. Very charming. Looking for odd jobs. And, very, to and let's habit. not lose... Well, let's not lose the most important aspect. Mm-hmm. Very smart. He knew what to do. He knew what to say. He knew how to get in. Yes. And I believe he walked right in her front door at her invite. Yes. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Because the, he had a... The police at the time... And you know from reading the case file, the police at the time did not believe that to be the case. They thought he broke in was one problem. The only thing broken was a screen. That was it. That was it. There was no there was no other forced entry. The door was wide open. The door was wide open. Yeah, it broke exactly. the screen. He didn't bust the door down. No. He didn't make any noise. Evidently, he didn't make any noise. And if he did, poor Mrs. Vincal couldn't hear him. No. You know? Um, your thoughts on all this? What do you think? Why, why do you think this was regarded as his first victim in uh, the Glassell, Glassell Park section uh, well, I, of Los Angeles? Um, part of, you know, he would go around maybe looking to the houses, you know, nice part of town to see exactly nice neighborhood exactly to see you know look at the victims to see how what kind of people who lived there if they were alone um and how many cars would be driving up around that neighborhood and what time she got home if she lived alone basically and uh what kind of jewelry she probably had on because he would be looking around oh uh, ma'am i noticed that you probably need some work done i can help you i'm a handyman kind of sweet talking i could do it mm-hmm. for a little bit of money to support his drug habit basically because yeah. he had a really really bad drug habit interesting mm-hmm. this is his first official kill yes tell everybody about what's regarded as his actual first kill well, on April 10th in 1984, uh, right. he was uh, walking around. He was about real young, about 12 years old. And this little Chinese little girl and his uh, brother were walking around the neighborhood. And they had been missing a dollar bill. And uh, he said, oh, you know what? I'll come and help you. I'll come and help you. So he took the little girl into a basement. And then um the graphic part is he raped her had his way with her stabbed her to death and hung Mm -hmm. her up on a pole well that's that in that regard that's why they don't believe that he did it and then they had evidence afterwards to prove that it was him yeah but but there's some forensic problem with that because it goes against every mo that he ever had 
And so it's still, even though they believe that to be, I should say, I want to caveat this to the audience. Could have by been his first victim. Let's just put that, that quotes. Certain members of the Los Angeles Police Department, certain members of the LAPD believe that Ramirez did that. While a, a great number don't believe it fits his M.O. I'm not, go I'm not a police officer. I'm not a detective. Mm -hmm. I can tell you it doesn't make sense to me. I heard that forensics case. had that they had his semen tested and it matched his. That's well, what I found yeah, out. But you're talking but, about the early. Yeah. But Amelia, remember, though, mm -hmm. again, uh, and not to, to, to argue the point. I'm not going. No, to, no, no. But you have to remember that DNA analysis was in its infancy. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the early, early days of DNA collecting dna sampling dna processing that's a really really complicated very convoluted subject and i don't believe based on the mo the one thing that that they say he did goes against everything hanging her up on a pole that's the one piece of this puzzle that doesn't fit everything else that you mentioned fits perfectly. It fits perfectly except hanging her up on the pole. That's not something that, that he normal, well, that he's credited with doing, you know, we talked about the mindset um, right. of the serial killer. They're very proud of their work. Oh, very proud of their work. You know, they really, really are. Let's see what, what Slaw is saying. Um, as a sidebar, Richard Maria was born on February 29th, which is That's what I was going to get to. Day. That's going to, yeah. A very rare birthday. And thank you very kindly, Slaw, for pointing that out. Yeah. We were going to get to that. He yeah. was born on a leap day, leap year. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and that's important to remember. There are some people who believe. Don't ask. I, I don't. I don't understand the astrology. I don't understand the superstition about it. But there are a number of people, particularly Hispanic and ethnic people, mm -hmm. who believe that there's some correlation between leap year and the moon mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. good and evil. I don't get the whole thing. You know. I'm a psychic. I'm not an astrologer. Okay. I don't get like the whole moon, you know, cryptic stuff yeah, like that's that. That's all different stuff. For <laughs> me, it's all bullshit anyway. <laughs> you know, everybody knows that how I feel about astrology. It's horseshit. It's junk science. Let's talk about this. Here's a really, really critical aspect of this million. So he makes his kill. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's one or two at this point, right? Right, yes. Eight months go by. Eight months go by from Jenny Vincal's murder before he would kill again. Okay, now, if he's got a taste of first blood, why is he waiting eight months? 
Or does he realize, and let me wait and see if I get caught? I think that's the point, to see if he... Is he waiting to see who catches him? And that's probably what you and I are both on the same page. I think so, because he wants to see if he he gets away with it or if he gets publicized in the news or the newspaper to see, hey, am I going to be famous now? Am I going to be noticed? To see if... Well, tell everybody about that. Yeah, because I mean that's how that's how they think. They uh, am I going to have my fifteen minutes of fame? Am I going to be noticed right now, or should I just kind of keep it a low profile right now? But you because- just put your finger mm-hmm. on the hot button of the night, right yes. there, mm-hmm. right there. Who's going to notice me? Am I going to become famous? Yes. Okay, we got to remember something, people. Serial killers are like everybody else. They want somebody to notice them. Yeah. It's and, like me. That was me. Remember, they're gonna, the leave behind, they're gonna leave behind a sign as well. They're gonna remember, leave behind. Yeah, something. well, think about remember what we did. Yes. Um in, in the uh, uh the Zodiac. In the Zodiac case. Yes. The, the Zodiac wanted people to know it was him. Absolutely. He left it behind a calling card every time. Yeah, basically. And and also too, I think I think the reason that they had wanted to pinpoint back going back to the little girl is because his cousin had just come back from the Vietnam War, and yeah. he had watched his cousin uh, kill his wife in front of them. I think that's yeah. probably why they tried to pinpoint that. Well, we, we're actually we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So don't get too down into right. that rabbit hole. <laughs> we got a, a show coming up Thursday where we're going right. to get into that. Oh, we're going to get to that one. That's going to be oh, a good yeah. show, people. You're going to have to watch us with that one, and we want you to interact with us with that. Give us your opinion, and we really want to know what you think about that as well. Yeah. We have a new listener tonight, uh, U2Wavy. Hey, you 2 what's happening, baby? Hey. Welcome to the show. Um, join us. Uh, questions, comments? Absolutely, um, yeah, hop in here and uh, and give me your two cents. Um, so he waits all this, and I think you and I are exactly on the same page. Absolutely, he's waiting to see who's going to notice him. Is anybody going to is going anybody going to come looking for me? Exactly to see. And how- am I going to get caught? Yes, and then of course he's going to have ways to at that time he's going to say okay now that i haven't been caught yet or what am i going to be doing now what's going to be my next victim that way he can start stalking and you two you two wavy is spot on yes spot on he actually did he had a close bond with his cousin an older cousin yeah and he would show him um people that he tortured and killed in vietnam yes and Ramirez was very impressionable at this age. He saw this devastation, death, and carnage and was like, oh, that's that's cool. You very know, cool. That, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what are you going to say to your, your older cousin? You know, you'd be ashamed of yourself if you killed people? Yes. You don't that's ever, you, even though nobody condones death, but we're not going to say, oh, it's okay to go out and kill people. But he did do it in, in the commission of a war. Absolutely. And all's fair in love and war, okay? You get shot or you shoot back, you know? Yeah, and a that's lot of the pictures were women, too. So that's probably where he got that oh, idea. God, yeah, sure. And 
and then too, and then like the Spanish culture too, you're gonna, your cousin is more like your brother too. So it's like, we're all related into one yeah. family. So we're going to be close and we're going to love each other as one. And if yeah. one per, if your cousin says, Oh, come on, let's go here. Yeah. You're going to follow your cousin. It's not like, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. And then you're going to be, okay, well fine. You stay over there. And then yeah. your cousin's going to start. You know, Police well, released the name and photo to the media by the next morning. Richard Ramirez was on the front page of the L.A. Herald Examiner. That's the largest newspaper in Los Angeles. Yes. Ramirez walked into a liquor store, and here's where everything went downhill. Downhill. Big time. He walks into a liquor store. He's got a couple of bucks in his hand. He goes in, and he wants to buy a bottle of whiskey, something to drink. Mm -hmm. Right? He goes in. He sees his he's looking at his face. His actual face, people. Page of newspaper, <laughs> front and center. The, the guy behind the counter goes like this, right? Yes. His bug's eyes. He goes, huh? He's like, I, what? That's you. That's you. <laughs> he sees this, and Ramirez runs out like a chicken shit that he is. He runs out of the store. The guy behind the counter runs out after him. Off the counter and, and <laughs> holds up the paper and says, that's him. That's him, everyone. That's, that's him. him, the night stalker. Get that son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Fuck him up. Get him. <laughs> right? Yep. So yep. they go after him. So, oh, yeah, here we go. Yes. And Wavy, thank you for joining yes. us. Uh, he didn't have a good relationship no. with No, we established that. Wavy, we established the fact that his parents, his father particularly, beat the shit out of him on a regular basis. In fact, the father beat up all the kids. Um, he had he was a, a machismo, I guess they call that, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, machismo. You know, you never show weakness. Oh no! You know, you're the head of the household. You got to be your know, macho. The dad had to be the dominant of the the whole family, and the exactly. wife had to be like the underneath. And if she couldn't get involved, if the dad started spanking yeah. the children, which now is called child abuse. But so as soon as Ramirez, I just I was just telling you about this. Mm -hmm. As soon as Ramirez starts running, people recognize him. Oh on yes, the paper. He was subdued by a large crowd of onlookers. They held him there for the cops. They did. <laughs> now, you got to remember something. There's no cell phones. None. At this time. Somebody had to run to the pay phone. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to run to their house and use their, their yeah. telephone. There was like 30 they, people. Remember the old down. phones <laughs> that used to be able to pick up? and Yes. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, they run after his ass. They catch him and they hold him there for the police. Right? Yes. He was tried, convicted, went to court. You're going to see some of those court pictures, too. He was given 19 consecutive death sentences. It's the longest and most severe criminal penalty ever levied by the United States District Court. The longest in U.S. history, before or since, not even to this day. Has a sentence been levied that was that that long? And the most expensive court case ever. Yeah. Uh, how was his killing for? 
Oh, how long? Mm -hmm. He um there are some differing opinions. Some people believe that his killing spree went on four years. Four years, I believe. Some people believe it went on for seven years. There's two figures, four and seven. I don't believe the seven number. I think it was four more likely. Yeah, four. I don't believe some people who believe that his killing spree started three years before his initial official first killing. Um, I don't buy that. Is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. I just don't buy it because the timeline doesn't mesh up. It doesn't match. He would have been too young before that. He would have been 10 or 11 years old. He was a teenager when he started this stuff. Okay? And yeah, people need 12, to understand 13. that he was only in his 20s when he was convicted and tried. He was made, what was he, 22, 23? 22, I think it was, when he was 22. He, we're uh -huh. talking about I want you to look at this picture again. I'm going to show you something. I think it was at least 22 right there. He just turned look, 22. I want you to look at this kid's face. Yeah. Okay. He's 22 years old in that picture. He looks, he's an old looking 22. He's a very worn looking 22. Very. He's a 22 year old who looks like he's lived a very long time at this point. Yeah, having you parents know? like he did where it puts a lot of age on you. But And when he blamed his parents or his yeah. dad for that, I, I think that's the, just an excuse that he gave because your parents raised him. You do what you do because you wanted to do that. It wasn't his dad that made him do that. I don't believe yeah. that for a Wavy second. Wavy says, I thought he was more like 20, uh, more like 30, I'm sorry. Um, I could see why you would think that, um, our belief is based on, again, all the shows that we do are based on the official police, uh, the police reports, yes. not media speculation. We don't, we use court transcripts. We use the police reports. We use police documentation where we don't go by the tabloids. And we certainly don't go by what a um, a media outlet may or may not have said. So, based on what you're seeing, again, let's take a, a couple of pictures here. Look, I mean, look at him. Mm -hmm. You know? He's a kid here. Very much a kid. He's a tall, good-looking kid. Look at his ears, though. He had these ears that stuck out really far. That's yeah. one of the reasons he grew his hair long. He was very subconscious of his hair. Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, especially with the Mexican kind of thing that with the wavy hair, especially. Yeah. So it, it had to a lot to do with that as well. But from him saying your, you know, that interview that I had seen earlier, saying that his dad beat him, things like that. I don't believe that for a minute. I'm sorry, and I'm not yeah. sorry because you did what you did because you wanted to do that. Hello. Your dad and you beating you did not have anything with you wanting to beat those people up, killing them, whatever, you know, slicing their yeah. throat, killing them. That was all you, Richard Ramirez. Wavy says 
I, I love having new people here. This is great. Me I too. love talking about stuff like this. Wavy, we love having you here. Absolutely. I want to invite you to stay. Subscribe to our, our oh, YouTube. Please, yes. Join our Facebook. Amelia, yes. tell tell you two Wavy about our, our Facebook. Oh, what's the Buzz our, Popcast? Awesome. Yes, it's What's the Buzz Popcast. It's on our Facebook page. And, of course, we also have What's the Buzz. And join us on YouTube as well. As and our group page. Yes, our group page is What's the Buzz Popcast. Popcast, yes. Yes, and we're also um, on Instagram as well. Wavy, do me a favor, brother. Uh, or I, I'm assuming that, that, that Wavy's a brother. <laughs> or Miss. <laughs> or Miss. But I think I think Wavy is a male. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor. Um, hit me up on my uh, on my Facebook inbox. Mm -hmm. It's uh, You'll find me there. Just look for, follow me on Facebook. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want your contact information. At wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com. Wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com. Hit me up. I want your contact info. I want to get a hold of you. I got a I have a proposition for you because you came in on a very good night tonight. Absolutely. Tonight. And you'll like a it. Really good. And Nelly <laughs> and I are smiling because we know yes, uh, we know really something you don't know. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna have a uh, a good he said, time. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah, he sure did. He went, okay, <laughs> good. We like having you here, brother. Yes, absolutely. Love having you here. So, Amelia, yes. let's talk about uh, what people in this um, this case had to bear witness to. They had to bear witness to Richard Ramirez being sarcastic. Yes. Taunting the family, vic the victims' families in court, um, shouting things like "Hail Satan," um, uh, "I'll see you at Disneyland." Oh, yes. Like he was, all, he was really like rubbing it in to these mm -hmm. people, big time. Like I'll have and your soul already, or I'll have your already. I have your family's soul, or something like that, to that effect as well, and. And then also uh, the husbands witnessing their wives being raped before he killed them. That was another thing as well it's, but that I could not foresee. I want my slaw brings up a problem that I had earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. Slaw, I made this comment earlier. Amelia uh, points out that there was a, a case attributed to Richard Ramirez before... 1984. Before, uh, let me get the date for you. Before oh, with the little Jan girl in 1984, no, April 10th? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Uh, before June 28th, 1984. The, that's the first official Night Stalker oh. killing. Yes. Okay. But, but Slaw is asking a very valid question. He goes, the problem I have with DNA evidence it's that it's too easy to frame somebody. And Slaw, you're making my point. Because I said to Amelia earlier, this was in the infancy of DNA collection and evidence gathering and uh, DNA processing. This was in the very, very early stages of this. We knew we were just learning about DNA. So I don't believe for I really don't believe for for any credible reason that before 
June 28th, 1984, that Richard Ramirez killed anybody. He would have had to have been very, very young when he did so. Yeah, they said he was a real young teenager when it, that happened. We, and- yeah, because we're talking about a guy mm-hmm. now who's like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a lot of killings for the next couple of years. You know? Right. What I don't understand is if something like that then happened. How come he didn't come forward and say, hey, I didn't do that. And and please say to his attorney, hey, why don't you tell them I didn't do that? Can you have some proof that I didn't do that? Stand up for me and just say that I did do everything else but this. Why wasn't that put in court? Okay, Amelia, shed some light on this one. You two wavy says, I might be wrong about this, but... Um, uh, let's say wasn't the way. Oh, you know, waiting at the dentist for explain this dentist thing. Waiting at the dentist. Um, why well, I, I know that he was wanting to get his teeth fixed at one time, so that way they couldn't prove anything in case it was bite marks. Oh, um, I got you. Okay, yeah. you know what? Okay, wavy, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I wasn't sure because if you look at his uh, I teeth, heard. They're real bad. Yeah, you know what? And that's funny because I heard something to that effect. I I wasn't going to give it credibility, and I'm still really not going to give it credibility, only because, only because there's not substantial evidence to support it. Right. It's hearsay. It's second and third hand speculation. Um, but it's not substantial, like I can see it, feel it, you know, Correct. handle it kind of evidence. Right, because he'd rather put a pentagram on his victims instead of anything else. He left the pentagram. Yeah, well, we saw on the palm of his hand, yes. mm-hmm. he was you know, with, with the pentagram. Now, right. we have a man in the chat room. His name is I Want My Slaw. You, at the beginning, you said that you weren't familiar with this case much. You're going to get very familiar <laughs> with it right now. For And I want to just, for the next four minutes, I want to ask you guys just to watch this, and we'll be back. Yes. Special thanks and gratitude to Inside Edition for the use of this clip. I've this brutal attacks. I didn't particularly care for people. In a rare interview, Ramirez refused to discuss his own crimes, but had this to say about serial killers. A serial killer comes about by circumstances and like a, a recipe, poverty, drugs, child abuse. These things, you know, are, contribute to a person, uh, to a person's frustration and anger. And, uh, and, and, uh, at some point in life, he explodes. Perhaps for Richard Ramirez, that anger and frustration turned to rage, which he in turn took out on his victims. His kill- Why on earth would you have hurt those people? Why did you kill those people? Uh, no comments, no comments. I, I cannot answer that at this time. What was Richard's motive? To kill. That's it? To kill. Simple as that. 
Richard Ramirez was raised in El Paso, Texas, the youngest of five children born to hardworking, strict parents. Eddie Milam was Richard's best friend back then and remembers when he began to change into a troublemaker. I did start seeing something going wrong with Ricky Ramirez. I think what really messed him up was the acid. He would do a lot of acid. The stealing, you know, I noticed the stealing and then started as a peeping thumb and things like that. Ramirez's passion for burglary earned him the nicknames of Ricky the Thief and Fingers. But Eddie knew Ramirez had other serious problems when he was fired from a local hotel. He said he was fired, he was dismissed due to the cause that uh, he, uh, he had tried to molest him, two little kids that were going up, up the elevator. By 18, Ramirez was a high school dropout drifting around California. He stayed in Skid Row hotels, never seemed to work, but always had the money to buy cocaine. Friends say the Richard Ramirez they knew didn't date and wasn't the type to commit such heinous crimes. But convicted murderer Martin Kipp, who befriended Ramirez in prison, says he heard another side of the night. Richard told me he needed to associate gruesome violence with sex in order to be completely satisfied. He also told me that he had to violently fantasize about his victims before he could go away sexually gratified. They are desires whereas if, where if I didn't give in to them, I would be crushed by them. I believe in the, in the evil in human nature. This is a wicked, wicked world. And uh, in a wicked world, you, wicked people are born. I'm not going to blame society, my race, or people, or anything. Uh, it, it is up to the individual like myself uh, to, to keep on knocking on, on whatever door they want to get into. Because the victims and the methods of killing were so diverse, many experts felt there was no one Night Stalker. Detectives Carrillo and Salerno disagreed and finally broke the case by matching shoe prints shoe prints. The subsequent trial turned into one of America's most notorious courtroom dramas, punctuated by continual outbursts from Ramirez. In that trial, Ramirez's fascination with Satanism emerged. As far as Satan is concerned, I, I believe uh, in a malevolent being. Uh, his description eludes me, but I, I have felt powers that are evil. After an eight-month trial, Ramirez was convicted of all 13 murders and given multiple death sentences. I don't care about myself, really. No, I don't care about what happens to me. I never did, really. That's Richard Ramirez. He was a mere 53 years old at the time of his passing uh, he did die in jail but he did not live out his sentence um well perhaps maybe he did yes but he died in jail <laughs> <laughs> and then um, took him instead of the death well that was a death I penalty might as well say <laughs> hey amelia I, I want my sloss as i can't imagine being the best friend of a serial killer i would have survivor's guilt and maybe questioning my own stability Right. You, were, you know what, Slaw, let me invite you and you two, Wavy, to join us on Thursday night. We will have with us our special guest, Dr. Anthony Tobaya. He is the Associate Professor of Psychiatry 
at Rutgers University uh, School of Medicine here in New Jersey. Uh, he will bring with him an associate who specializes in forensic um Oh, uh, what uh, um, psychology? Forensic psychology. Thank yes. you. You're I had welcome. a brain fart meal. Thank <laughs> you. I had a brain fart. Excuse me, folks. That's why I'm here for uh, you. To yeah, help you that. I appreciate <laughs> it. But yeah, that's that would be something to ask Doctor Tobias. Yes. What about survivor's guilt? What about that person who befriends a a, a person like Ramirez? How about, I'll go one better. Slaw, I'll go one better for you. How about the woman we just showed a picture of moments ago who married Richard Ramirez in jail? Sent him love letters, especially. Uh, wait a minute, it gets oh. better. You haven't heard the best part. Oh, I know where you're getting at. Yeah. yeah. She left him. Mm -hmm. She left him. Ask me why. Go ahead, Amelia, why? Why? Why did she leave him? She left him because she found out that one of the murders he did was in her neighborhood. And she thought about how quickly it could have been her. Oh, you mean that she wasn't going to commit her uh, commit suicide after all if they killed him on death row after all? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was her devotion. She said, I'll kill myself if they kill you on death row. Oh, no. That's what she said. Yeah, I know what voice. she said. There's a uh -huh. video of her saying it. Yeah, I'm so, oh, I'm so sad. I will kill myself if they kill you on death row. Oh, no. That's what I'm she said. I'm rather enjoying your acting. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what she said. She goes, I won't know what to do without you. Oh, no. That's what she said. Oh, my God. That's what well, she said. Here's the thing, though. For real. <laughs> This, this it's crazy. It's, this, it's that, really... I, I'm not kidding, folks. That's how she was with tears in her eyes. And I'm not going to cry for this man because let me tell you something. When you are beaten like that by your father or whatever, that's just an excuse because I come from a Hispanic background. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, my a grandparent on one of the sides of the family was like that. And the one of the siblings was like that as well. And he didn't go around killing people, but of course he did end up a wife beater, but you know, things change. He's a lot better now. And he did not go around killing people. Uh, of course, it has strict family. All of the children were raised right. Uh, they raised Amelia, their children talk, right. Talk about how that, uh, how that behavior runs down particularly in, in Hispanic families, how it runs down the, the line of succession and why it's so pervasive. Well, the thing is, is that it, uh, from I understand the parents of this sibling were never like that. They were loving parents. I don't know how this person became this way, but I know that alcohol had a lot to do with that. And the person he married, of course, took a lot of the beating he, this person was a womanizer, of course, and left for days and left this person to raise the children. And, of course, she was alone all the time. And when right. he got back, he would beat up the children and, of course, beat her up as well. And the children were there left to help her around the house. And then, of course, they had to quit school to help her around the house as well to get jobs back then. You would start working early, even in the fields. Yeah. Or old enough, you start working in the dry cleaners or lawn, you know, 
even in the hospitals, wherever you could get jobs back then. Mm -hmm. And then one of the siblings became a wife beater and he never ended up killing Spree like Ramirez did. So uh, that's a lie, Ramirez. Hello. So you're not going to end up being that way. So all you did was a lie. That was your pleasure. So you have to take that back. But you can't because you're dead. Okay. So don't be putting that in people's mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Period. So that's my soapbox. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so there. So not Hispanic people. Yeah, they were like that. They might still be like that. But you know what? You did it because you wanted to do it. So don't be blaming yeah. your little beatings. Okay. Well, Period. let's talk about that. That's that would be something to talk to Doctor Tobias about. Exactly. Um, can you make an argument for? Of a viable legal argument for the way you were raised having affected you psychologically that in other words like the devil made me do it kind of thing I would say no because you did it because you wanted to do it it's because you really wanted to do it not because you were raised that way because you know if yeah. I was spanked a lot as a child it's because I did something wrong if my sister did something wrong of course she was spanked as she was yeah. a child we grew up two different ways. At you know, you don't see me killing people. Yeah, you don't well, see my let's sister talk being that about way. Something that Wade you know? brings up a point here. He says the seventies and eighties were scary, brother. They you were. have no idea the drugs that were scary. used back then. What, Wavy, how old are you, Wavy? I want to. I want to get some perspective here. How old are you? I was born in the 70s and I was barely old enough to remember the drugs, but I did remember hearing of the drugs that were used back then. He goes, I'm glad I wasn't born around that time. He, <laughs> he's, he's probably a 90s or some baby. That's funny. Because here's the thing. It was a scary time. Mm-hmm. You okay, 19. Mm-hmm. He's 19. Oh, wow. Wow, man, you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got shoes older than you. <laughs> Right, I got I got blouses older than him. In there. Yeah, well, let me tell Wavy a little, little. I'm going to give Wavy a little history. In the 1970s, you had the sexual revolution, free sex, um, take what you want when you want it, take what you need when you need it. It was all about me and my indulgent self. Okay, great music. Screwed up people. Um, dysfunction was the was the word of the day. Is it flower child people? The, <laughs> well, wait. You had the son of Sam killings. Mm-hmm. You had the um, Manson. The Manson family being tried. You had people like Squeaky from shooting at presidents. President Ford. She took a shot at him. Missed. Thank goodness. Because she was a lousy fucking shot. <laughs> and Gerald Ford, God rest his soul, couldn't stand up long enough. He kept falling down. Um, but in the 80s, you had a different kind of crazy. Oh, God, yes. A, di- a way different kind of crazy. The Punk 80s. Rock music. Yeah. Tell everybody about me. Yeah. Yeah. So we had like the Madonnas. You could do whatever you want. And that's why I started the revolution. Like, like a version, and I was like, what is that? And I was still kind of young enough to, and my mom's like, don't listen to that kind of music, like the Bustier kind of things. So I was like, 
why are the people dressing like that? You could wear negligees out. And I was like, isn't that supposed to go underneath? And then you wear clothes over that. But you know, we're in kind of like free spirit and punk rock, you know, mohawks and different color hair. And now it was like pretty much still the same thing. You know, could go and take what you wanted. It was more of a revolution as well still. And people just mm. wearing makeup, I guess, guys wearing makeup at yeah. that time too, long hair bands and I was like, wait a minute, isn't that a guy wearing girls' makeup? Uh, I was kind of confused back then. Yeah. So uh, Law says, uh, in, in response to my question, good answer, Slaw. He goes, absolutely not. My uh, my stepsister was abused by my ex-stepmom. Uh, she even took beatings for my stepbrother when she was a baby. So her mother wouldn't let her, wouldn't hit her brother. And my sister is the sweetest woman. Um I want to ask Dr. Tobiah mm-hmm. because there has to be some some switch it's that flips. Probably. There's got to be a switch that flips in probably. the brain or there's some you know, serotonin or some kind of a chemical-induced reaction. Probably a chemical imbalance, you think? I'm not sure if I want to use the word imbalance. imbalance. I don't think I want to do that. Um, oh, Too Wavy says, I'm watching Son of Sam. By the way, Wavy, just so you know, that's going to be one of our cases that we're covering is the Son of Sam. Yes. Um, that's on our list. In fact, it's funny because... Jeffrey Dahmer is going to be on there as well. I'm looking right at it, right there. Yes. Son of Sam right there. So, yeah, it is going to be on our list. Um, yeah, I, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to stop you there for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I want to, but I have to. No, go um, ahead. You, because go ahead. it's important for people to know we're not judging. No, we're not judging no, at all. That's at what no I was going to say. At no time did we ever judge Richard Ramirez. No. We're he did what he did. I'm not making excuses for him, nor is Amelia making no. excuses for him. We're not saying that he th- he turned out screwed up. We're just giving our opinion. Because, yeah, hold on a minute. Because of his family. Well, no, he didn't turn out screwed up because of his family. No. We're offering you an opinion as to what could have happened. Uh, we know certain things for a fact. He is charged with 13 murders. 13 murders. He's also charged with beatings and stabbings and rapes where the people did not die. In in two of those cases, they were able to identify him. That's how the police were able to put a description in the newspaper. Of what he looked like. Yes. And it was so good that when he saw the newspaper, he ran. Yes. Because he was looking at his face. He was looking at himself in the paper. So they gave really good descriptions. But understand this, and it's really, really important. We do these shows not to remind people of how gory our past was but how to change the future. That's why we do these shows. We want to make a difference. We, that's why we're here. 
We're trying to make a difference in whatever way we can. You know, I I do it. Um, I, by the way, we don't get paid for this. No, we do it because we want to. We do it because I I feel I have to. It's my way of giving back. This is like this show. And I'm going to tell you something about me that a lot of you, some of you know. I'm not going to say a lot of you know. Some of you know this. I am a psychic. Most of you know that. Um, I am not a religious person. Um, I am a spiritual person. I don't believe in a lot of things that other people do. But I am a spiritual person. One thing that I do believe in confessing your sins and this show in a lot of ways is confession for me because i've confessed things on this show that i've not told anybody okay um i've also told the truth on this show i don't lie to nobody on this show i come here and i told the truth and if you don't believe me i tell you where you can go find (laughs) the truth yes and i do it every week if I say something and somebody says, oh, that's bullshit. Really? Here's where I found it. Go look for yourself. All right. Correct. You I have. tell people every week. Yes. Amelia, do I do it every week? Every week. And every I even week. told you about a cousin of mine that was, uh, they came into her house and arrested her right then. And we didn't even talk about it on the show. Yeah. And yeah. it was her husband's drugs, and they arrested her for it. And we didn't even talk yeah, about it. Yeah, interesting. And I tell everybody about that. I was telling everyone about a case in Texas where, now follow me for a second. Yes. Uh, where a drug dealer's wife, listen to what I'm saying, a drug dealer's wife was arrested and sent to prison because she wouldn't give up her husband. I'm going to say that again. She went to jail, not him. She went to jail because she knew stuff and didn't tell the police. So they locked her up, not him, hoping that it would get him to do something, but it didn't. Nope. They ended up catching him anyway. But did they apologize for arresting this woman? No. 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 They did not. And she stayed in jail. And she stayed in jail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it just happened to be a relative of mine. And it happened to be Amelia's cousin. Yep. There you go. And we didn't even talk about it before the show. No. It happened live. This is the kind of stuff that happens, folks. Uh, So, yeah, we do this show for a reason. We do it to try to to shed some light on what's going on. Yes. You know? And Um, for future generations. We have Mm -hmm. an amazing show coming up uh, on Thursday night. We have a Dr. Anthony Tobia. He has agreed, cordially and graciously agreed, to join us Thursday to discuss. The title of the show is going to be Inside the Mind of a Serial Killer. 
because we've done the last three shows about serial killers, except for the Superman show that was about who killed Superman. George, by the way, we got some amazing responses to that show. Really good show. Um, we are going to cover some of the shows that you might be interested in. Um, is um, uh, you too wavy? Are you still out there? Because I got some some info for you. I want you to listen to me. I've got some great shows for for you too wavy. I've got who killed Marilyn Monroe. We're going to do Marilyn Monroe. We're going to do Inside the Charles Manson Family. We're going to do Time Travel, The Mandela Effect, Aliens. We're going to do Who Killed the Lindbergh Baby? Um, Tupac also. Tupac Shakur. Who really killed Tupac? You know? And it wasn't Suge Knight. Okay? I'll tell you that. It wasn't Suge Knight. It was a lot closer to L.A. Okay? He was shot in Las Vegas, but the order came from L.A. And Suge's hands were clean on this one. And But trust me, I'm not defending Suge Knight because I don't like the bastard. But he's got a right to do what he wants to do, and God bless him. I just happen to not like him. The Black Dahlia. Ah, we did. We actually just did the Black Dahlia. Wavy, I, honest to God, we did the Black Dahlia. It was the last show we did. What? A Thursday. We did the yes, Black Dahlia. we did it. Uh-huh. Thursday. Go on to YouTube, Wavy, and watch our Black Dahlia show. What an amazing show. Yes, we are doing Jim Jones, the uh, charismatic cult leader. Yes. We're going to dedicate an entire show, by the way, the one of the doctors that's coming on Thursday night mm-hmm. specializes in cult behavior. So this is right up your alley. Wavy, this is this show was made for you, brother. Oh, absolutely. This show was made for Wavy. I might even bring Wavy on. Uh, well, let's we'll not let's surprise right. everybody. And we're also going to be doing later on uh, the John F. Kennedy uh, as well. Yes. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to delve into part two of the Kennedy assassination. Um, it is a hot button show. Very, very interesting show. It gets... You're either on one side or the other. There's no middle ground when no. you talk about President Kennedy. You either loved the guy or you hated him. There was, th- there were very few people that said, oh, he was okay. No, they either loved JFK or they hated his guts. And you'll find that that more people wanted him dead than alive. A lot of people, in fact. So uh, we will talk about who and what and why John F. Kennedy was killed. Um, now, Amelia and I have an announcement to make. Yes. And this is important. We are looking to add to the show. I'm looking for at least one to two more people to help 
host the show. I think I found one of them tonight. So, you two wavy, if you are still with me, listening out there, I would like to invite you, young man, at 19 years of age, to join this old fart <laughs> on the show. And You're not be old. One of my, <laughs> be my co-host on the show. So, the chat is open. You can give me a yes or no right now. He's still there. <laughs> yeah, well, I see he's still there. I'm wanting a yes or a no. I want you on here. <laughs> Would you like to be my my other co-host? Think about it for three seconds. One. Give me an answer. <laughs> I'm waiting on you, kid. <laughs> okay. Okay. He says, okay. Look. It's not a yes, but I'll take okay. <laughs> I'm 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 looking for a yes. I need you to write yes down. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need yes for legal reasons. I need yes. All right. He's saying other he topics he's like teasing this. me, this kid. <laughs> he's teasing me. There he goes. Yes. Okay. After the show is over tonight, in fact, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to do this right now. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to send this to YouTube. Wave. I think he's on. Yes, I, uh, he's on the YouTube. He's on YouTube. Good. Mm -hmm. That's what I was hoping. Mm -hmm. I got him right here. I'm going over to the YouTube. I, I, Amelia. Yes. Do me a favor. Absolutely. Talk to everybody for a couple of minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then also uh, next week, we're going to have uh, Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross as well as a returning guest. And also E.A. Elmer as well. Uh, we're going to discuss a, a book of his that he wrote as we're going to kind of stay away a little bit from the um, serial killer thing to kind of give everybody a break and kind of give us a break a little bit as well to kind of like rest our minds a little bit about this because I know that it's a lot of information that we've been handing out to everyone and ourselves and to kind of like as Angela said we're going to get a couple co-hosts as well to come on the show and get everybody prepared a little bit of what we're going to be coming up with and he kind of gave you an idea as well as the other people that we're going to be wanting to discuss in other cases. And also we want to make sure that everyone's um, enjoying the show as well. And if you want to give us some ideas as well, please hop out on our page at What's the Buzz at Popcast. Uh, on Facebook, it's What's the Buzz Popcast. And of course, What's the Buzz on Facebook. We're also on Instagram and our YouTube channel. Please uh, also become a member of our pages as well and go to YouTube and subscribe as well. And uh, that way, we'd love to have you as a member, uh, either one, as all our pages, actually. And please give us your advice and your opinions. We also have a poll going on right now on What's the Buzz podcast. We have several different uh, options that you could choose from that we would like for you to decide on what kind of shows you would like to see us have more of. If you don't see anything on there that you would like to see, please let us know and we would uh, we'll talk about it within ourselves and see what popular uh, 
shows that we could probably come up with. And, uh, and as I mentioned, please uh, be a part of our shows every week. We try to post as much as possible. Um, and like I said, we, I, we also have TikTok as well, uh, except if you um, post something that uh, you want us to see and we don't show it, please, again. Papa is back. Hey. Amelia, someone's asking you a question. My friend Slaw yes. is asking you a question, and you're completely ignoring him. I am How so sorry. How much do you research each episode? We research it quite a bit. As Angela told you, I am the paper queen. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute, okay? Let me show you what this woman did to me, all right? <laughs> he decided to do this on his own. I okay. want my slaw. That Let is his decision. Something. This is you mine. See this, you see this stuff here? <laughs> you can you can thank the paper queen for this crap, okay? That's what he calls me now. It's the paper queen. <laughs> I, I even what? went out and bought a freaking printer. Hey, because I have to have paper for... <laughs> Thanks to you, now I have to keep all my shit together. Oh, I'm all reaching in front of my camera. Uh, Slaw wants to know, are you also in New Jersey? No, Slaw, she's in Florida, brother. She's I have in... to keep paper for my dog pen, okay? <laughs> Some people she, have to put them in Amelia there. Amelia is in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Trees are scared. They better be. They should be. She's a they pit They better ball. be. Because they have they have too many trees in Florida to take my pictures. They get it, you have to get out of my way. You know what? What? I like taking pictures, but the trees are in my way. Have you not seen the trees in Florida? How tall they are? They get in my way of taking the most beautiful pictures. They have the beautiful well, sunsets he, here. You're afraid of trees, you know. You got all these <laughs> papers here. <laughs> Jeez whiz. Well, I, you know what? The dog pound needs some trees. You know, I have to put people in my dog pound sometimes that, uh, you know, well, I'm, trash talk me. I'm you waiting know? for you too wavy. <laughs> I'm waiting for you too wavy over here to uh, to click um, to <laughs> click the link I sent him. Okay. Yeah, I have to. I have to Wavy actually line my. We should download an app called Discord. Yeah, I have what to. Is that? What is that? Discord. I've never heard of it. It's called Discord. Never heard of it. No, that's a new one on me. I <laughs> would uh, explain what Discord is. Um, Wave. I think he's no longer in the chat. <laughs> well, I, he was here. Well, yeah, he's trying to get into the chat because I sent mm -hmm. him a link. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's also wanted to know how tall was Ramirez. I forgot, was five, uh, six something? Oh, Ramirez was six yeah. foot two. Yeah. He was six two. Um, he was a tall guy. Very if slender. It's way, uh, it's, it's way talk with other people. Oh. Oh, uh, it's a way to talk with other people. Oh, he says Discord is a way to. I've never heard of it. I'll tell I've you never what. Heard of it. Why don't you do me a favor, Wave? Click that link I sent you, uh, and join me here for a few minutes, and I'll wait for you. Okay. Well, so, not really um, quite tall for a Mexican uh, because uh, I my uncle was six two. And my nephew, my sister's youngest son, is going to be about 6'2", 6'3", when he's 
actually the tallest Mexican on record, can't make this up, was mm-hmm. a professional wrestler. Oh, yes. Uh, what's his name? El Gigante. Uh, El Gigante, that's right. El Gigante was a professional wrestler from Mexico, a legit Mexican that was seven foot two. That was one very big Mexican. <laughs> you can tell how long it's been since I watched wrestling. A very big guy. <laughs> so I'm waiting for you two wavy to join us. I sent you a link, brother. I want you to click it and join me here. I'm going to wait for you. And if you don't join me, I'm taking back my offer to join the show. (laughs) So get your ass in here. (laughs) So here's the thing. Um, We have September the 6th. We've got two of the best horror authors in the country. Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross are going to join us. Yes, I was telling everyone about that, that we're going to have them back as returning guests and uh, talk a little bit more about their books that they have and uh basically they have uh, a little bit of uh, news that they wanted to share about their books and yeah we have a couple episodes of the writer's room yes coming up we've got tell everybody about the the guest on thursday el amer Uh, dw emer D.W. Emer, excuse me. I just have a lot of information with me today. Uh, He's got this book. It's called The Satan. The Satan Gene. Thank you. Yeah, it's. uh, The Satan Gene is a fascinating book. Um, Yeah, I I started reading it. I'm like, oh. Well, (laughs) listen, you're going to have to read this because there's a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, I was looking through the pages. I'm just telling you now. There's a lot of stuff. And I want to read this thing because it's 87 chapters. I saw and. I started reading that, and I was looking at the dedication and and uh, the that it's fiction. I was like thinking about it. It's like if this book was what really are you babbling about? I was saying I wasn't babbling. <laughs> I was telling myself if this was really really true, this book and what's in it, just imagine. Well, wait a minute now. You don't know that it's not true. Well, he said it was fiction. It's well. That's what he that's said. Not but we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. That's not what. Well, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. It's historical fiction, mm-hmm. based. But I'm going to ask him point blank: mm-hmm. Is it based on world events, particular individuals, or was the whole thing bullshit? Right. I want to know. Yes. Because I'm an I have an inquiring mind, and I want to know. Yeah, and I know there's one thing in there that Here you want to that there's. Something in there that I'm not going to tell anybody yet, but I know there's something in there that you're going to ask him about Absolutely. in particular. Okay, Wavy. Hi. All right, brother. I want to see your face. Uh, wait, how do you do it? Um, Hit the video. Yes. Uh, it should be on the left it? side. No, there you goes. go. You're 19 years old? Yeah. Man, you're fascinated by some creepy stuff, huh, kid? Yeah, I've been like, uh, like, like a year or two ago. I've been like watching like documentaries about like the Night Stalker, Ted Bundy, and uh, the Son of Sam. Son like, of Sam's one of our episodes coming up. Yes. Yeah, I've been watching stuff like that. Did you watch our stuff. show on the Black Dahlia? Uh, no, but I'm I'm going to have to do the stream. Like I, when you said um you live streamed it, I was going to. 
Oh, you'll be fascinated with that one. Oh, bro, <laughs> let me tell you something. I got some shows here. We did Who Killed John Bonet Ramsey? Who Killed Superman? George Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, did the Son of Sam act alone? A lot of people think no. Mm-hmm. Was the Zodiac killer one person? There are people. Yeah, I heard. Think oh, sorry. I heard they yeah, caught no, the, the Zodiac killer. I heard they, they they caught they found him. Like recently. Well, they we think. Yeah. We think. I yeah. believe the Zodiac was Arthur Lee Allen. Arthur Lee yeah. Allen. I Alfred, seen, I seen documentaries yeah. about that too. Like a lot of yeah. people think too. I think he's the guy. I really do. I have a gut reaction to him. Um, There's just something about him. But there's one problem, though. Even Mm -hmm. though they found all this stuff in his garage, Mm -hmm. the DNA didn't match up. Yeah, the DNA didn't match him. Yeah, and so that we have to do a part two. Yes. And your ass is going to be a part of that part two. (laughs) All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody, but I want you to stay right where you're at, okay? Yeah. So don't don't move. Just stay right there. Let me tell everybody uh, good night and send them on their way. And um, so, folks, listen, join us Thursday for Dr. Anthony Tobiah, Inside the Mind of a Serial Killer. Amelia, um, tell everybody what final announcements we have. Anything else? Pretty much that's uh, what I was telling everybody. earlier uh, who was going to be on our show next week and how to uh, locate us on Facebook and to please let us know any other shows that they have uh, yep. their interest in. And we have a poll going on. If they don't see anything on there that they'd want to see, please let us know, go on to our Facebook page at what's the buzz Popcast, And also what's the buzz. We also have an ah. Instagram page as well. I got one. With, mm-hmm. And my slaw says, I want to know exactly how exactly did legendary comedian Bob Saget die? The story of him hitting his head doesn't add up. You're absolutely right, and that's why they're calling it murder. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we are, are going to discuss the death of Bob Saget. It does not add up. It did not add up then, and it's even more confounding now given what we know. How do you die just from bumping? Apparently, all he did was bump his head. Right. And um, family I have a, did not release uh-huh. Like, uh, when I was, like, in school, they said, like, the way uh, um, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln got assassinated, they said um, the guy came up from behind when he, when he was walking the show and shot him, and then he, he just jumped down. I feel like that was the kind of sort of, like, they set up Abraham Lincoln. Like, yeah, I, I hear you on that one. I, I hear you on that one, Wave. Um. This is a really interesting case. I want you to research this because mm-hmm. it's a fascinating case. I'm going to talk to you in a minute about it. Um, Slaw. You know what, Slaw? We're going to do that. I'm going to do that one. Amelia, put that on the docket. Okay. The death of Bob Saget. I'm going to do okay. that one for I want my Slaw. All right. But right now we are up on – it's 830. Holy crap. We're oh, like wow. 30 <laughs> minutes. Wow. Boy, did we go late. <laughs> Interesting show. Thank you so much, Real everyone. Sure. Thank you, everybody. We're gonna have, we have to run out of here. Yes. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.